Welcome back to the Strength and Speed Podcast. I'm your host, Conquer the Gauntlet Pro, Evan Preparis. Brenna will not be joining me for this episode, but I do have another guest. Before we get to that, this week's episode is brought to you by Ufos Sandals. So that's O-O-F-O-S Sandals. Um, and you can find check out more about them at ufos.com. They are a recovery sandal. So after World's Toughest Mudder, I was pretty beat up. I got a pair of their sandals, so their sandals absorb 37% more impact per step. So it's it's pretty crazy. When you put them on, you can actually feel the reduced impact per step. And uh, their their foam they use can't be used for shoes because it doesn't, have, it doesn't have a good positive return. Like you want that you want that compression and then that uh, expansion on the return for regular running shoes. But because this foam just basically absorbs, uh, they turn it into a recovery sandal. So. Definitely like them. If you're into ultra-distance OCR, I would check them out. If you're into any sort of physical fitness and just want something comfortable to walk around in, also check them out. Just got my wife a pair also. This week, our guest is uh, Marco Bedard. Um, You may remember him from the Northman race, or you might remember him from the Battlefrog Pro Team, but he's done a lot more than that. So I'm going to read his bio real quick. So he's a 23 times national champion. Uh, including biathlon, cross-country skiing, and winter triathlon for Canada. He's four times international-level medalist. He finished 10th at the Vancouver 2010 Olympics, like the actual Olympics, right, for biathlon. Uh, 35 World Cup starts, 2009 Biathlon Canada Athlete of the Year. First Canadian male to win an international biathlon race. Winner of the Winter Pentathlon, which is the biggest winter multi-sport event. Multi-sport event. Spartan Ultra Beast Champion at Mount St. Marie and Lake Tahoe. Uh, Battlefrog Extreme Champion from Chicago, Toronto, and Nashville. And 2011, he took first place at the original uh, Beast in Killington, Vermont. And other than that, he's been the race director for 19 events so far, spanning seven different companies. So, Marco, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you. Yeah, it's, it's great to have you. You have uh, quite quite a resume there. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't know you were gonna read all that, but um, yeah. Well, uh, we're we're never stopping, so it just uh, keeps adding. <laughs> yeah. So I, funny story. I remember one of the very like the, probably my third obstacle course race was Warrior Dash World Championship, and uh, I I line up on the line, you know, and there's all, there's all these like I, I don't recognize anyone really. I've recognized like Ryan Atkins because uh, from. You know, I'd watch like the one of the world's toughest mutter um, little YouTube shows they put out, and I'm standing there, and like you know, all these other athletes kind of line up last minute, including like Hunter and Ryan, and like there's this guy. I look over, and he he's got Olympic rings like tattooed onto his side, and I was like, oh, I guess I guess the sport's pretty serious. So <laughs> yeah, well, that's uh yeah, that's uh that's uh that was me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so it was, it was kind of funny, um, you know, seeing all these people who I really had no idea who they were a couple of years ago, and now uh, becoming friends with them, and you know, racing against them and stuff like that. So yeah, 
often. Cool. So uh, let's start off talking about the Northman race, and then we'll get into a little bit more about, you know, kind of you, the athlete, and some of your past. So yeah. I guess, first of all, you know, we all experienced Lagaffe. I'm not going to try to pronounce the rest of the obstacle um, mm-hmm. at OCR World Championships. But tell us about Northman race, kind of how it started, and uh, kind of, yeah, we'll go from there. Yeah, um, Northman race was always uh, a little bit in the, in my mind, I guess. But um, uh, I guess it started more uh, when I was working for Battlefrog, uh, designing uh, courses and um, trying to figure out uh, good obstacles uh, with uh, Chris uh, Beard and, and these guys. And uh, uh, when we came to Canada, I really wanted uh Battlefrog to be more Canadian as as we all knew like Battlefrog was really uh, American and uh which was totally fine but crossing the border was would have been kind of weird uh, in my mind so we're trying to I was trying to figure out a couple obstacles and um how to put some uh Canadian the Canadian touch on the uh on this race and um and then uh, as we all know uh Battlefrog went down so uh so that was uh I was kinda sad of that but um uh one of the guys uh at one of the couldn't remember uh, which one, one of the Spartan uh, championships, which uh, Claude was all always winning, uh they were they were uh, uh asking me questions because I was, you know, Claude's boy boyfriend, so they wanted to know what I thought about her performance and all that. So and I don't know why, but uh, these guys they always they always like to give uh, nicknames. So uh, they, they they said, "All right, you're the Nortman, you got a beard," and I was wearing my my flannel like I always do. So um, so I thought it was pretty funny, and and then the guys at Battlefrog kept calling me like that because I I kept wearing it, and uh, so it kind of started the name behind it kind of started there. But then uh, when Battlefrog went down, I got a few um, a few calls from friends and uh, people that wanted to to work somehow and uh, with us and then um this uh this uh this guy was uh starting a event company and he really really wanted a competitive event um of multi sports or like maybe starting with OCR uh, it was really like um he, somehow he he had uh, heard about about uh, Battlefrog and the work I was doing with them so um he wanted he wanted me on board um so basically he gave me a clean sheet of paper and said, "All right, I, I have total uh, confidence on uh, whatever you want to bring onto the table. So if you have ideas, put on, put on in there." And uh, so I, 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 I uh, build up that that race based on uh, my grandparents and and their parents and uh, our um, ancestors uh, out here in uh, in a lot of I guess in North America. But uh, my grand my grandfather was uh, on a on a um, logging uh, camp, so I was always uh, super intrigued and impressed on on the things they were doing and interested in knowing more and more about the history. So, um, so I figured we could uh, definitely do something honoring our our roots as uh, you know um, forest uh, industry and uh, and then from there they were they were all super excited about it. So they gave me a not a free freebie, but like. Basically, they let me go on whatever ideas uh, I had. So Claude and I, we uh, we started uh, to put all the wheels together, and we we built the the, the race from scratch, and trying to really uh, uh, keep it like at the closest possible is uh, um, bringing uh, uh, respect to our uh, our heritage. So uh, that's all. That's how it started, basically. Yeah. 
Cool. And uh, so 2017 was your first year as a race company, correct? Yes, uh, last uh, summer, yeah. So how many races did you put on this year, and what were the distances slash number um, of obstacles? Yeah, so we did. Uh, we started with an obstacle race uh, in uh, near Quebec City on a, a mountain where I actually uh, learned how to ski. Uh, so a mountain I knew very very well. And uh, so the in the first race was an obstacle race. Um, second one as well. We did three obstacle race and one uh, trail um, event. Uh, so only uh, trail run. And uh, so the three obstacle race were. 30 to 35 uh, challenges, uh, as in like some 25 um, built obstacles and the rest more uh, natural uh, features that we uh, we add on some stuff for it. They're you know big enough, so uh, so it's interesting to send people in there. And uh, so yeah, the first one uh, the first one was near Quebec, the second one was near Montreal, and the third one was uh, north of Montreal. So always on uh, on hills and uh, on uh, on trails as much as possible. So the idea was to kind of build a bridge between uh, obstacle racing and trail running, because uh, Claude and I are big fans of uh, trail running, uh, like pure trail running. And out here, uh, Northeast is amazing for for trail runs. There's a lot of them, and they're super high quality. So we wanted to put put the obstacle race as much into into trail running as possible, and then bring all the uh, the fun uh, and visual or um, uh, logging type experience uh, obstacle into it. So um, and the, the, we have an open race uh, which was uh, six, six kilometers and a little bit easier. Nothing nothing was uh, mandatory for obstacles. Nothing is super uh, super hard. It's really for uh, family friendly um, parents and kids and all that. And then uh, we have a eight kilometer which we uh, we bring the level up. Um, for the the uh, so a plus so between eight and ten I guess um, with a couple more obstacles the obstacles are harder um, and uh, everything is mandatory and then we had we had elites which we called uh, timber uh, category which everyone had a bib uh, number and they were uh, um, uh, they had they had to do everything and uh, they could get some uh, credits if they were able to do like the extreme lanes uh, on the obstacles so. Yeah, a bunch of different stuff, but um, basically that's uh, that's what it looked like for uh, for the general uh, outline. Cool. Now I know you you kind of mentioned it briefly in the beginning, but you said you know you wanted to trace stay true to your heritage, and some of your obstacles have like a historical background or basis in them. Can you go over like I know the one from OCRWC has a historical yeah. connection. Can you go over like some of the some of your more unique obstacles like that and what the historical yeah. connection is? Yeah, yeah. I guess uh, the the gaff is a uh, is a good uh, is a good uh, good one because uh, probably a couple of the the, the people listening were uh, uh, are gonna see these they've seen it already or or they're they've tried it and uh, no, it's not a, a stripper pole or whatever you guys. Uh, some of the guys were calling it. It's really uh, it was really based uh, off um, the logging industry with these guys, um, the log drivers. Um, which we call them uh, out here, uh, the the Drava, uh, which is the name, the French name for it. Um, the guys that were navigating on the river to um, to get the, all those pieces of wood down to the mills, and that that was the quickest way and uh, most efficient way to to bring the wood from the forest to the to the mills. And uh, but that was at, 
also the most dangerous job as a logger back then. Um, so that was kind of to pay a uh, tribute to, to these guys. Um, kind of, you know, uh, the way we, we do it at the races was even more um, visually, um, it made more sense visually as well. And uh, would I, I would like to do it as well as to actually put some, you know, some stumps in, 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 a, in the water and then you really have a feeling of what you're doing like over the water to get to, from the lock to another. Um, but uh, that's, that's one of the main ones, I guess, the bigger ones. And, um, some of them is like, there's a, we have a big, um, lineup of, uh, different walls that, uh, from the side is really, uh, 12 walls, uh, between 12 feet and, um, four and 12 feet. So different, different size of walls. And if you look at from the side, it, it really looks like, a um, two men, uh, long saw, I think it is in English, which in French is, uh, Godin d'or. It's another funny name, funny slang name that that the, our grandparents used to say. So it 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 looks like this really like giant, like 80 feet long uh, uh, saw. So um so that's that's you know visually just to, to you know give a little bit of a uh, uh, yeah so something visual I guess. And um, yeah we have those uh, 16 feet long. Uh, two uh two bit um axes as well that people go on it and it's like a balance thing and we have uh um throwing axes as well so axe throwing uh is one of the one of the obstacles which is actually uh quite a bit uh, more successful than uh than the spear throw so um lots of people that were never able to get the spear throw they they get to try it and they 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 find it they have more success on it and I don't know. It's it's a uh, it's it's a fun uh, it's a fun little thing as well. So um, so yeah, that's uh, there's there's all kinds of stuff like that. I'm trying really to to put as much um, um, obstacles that that are really into the the whole idea of the the wood and logging industry and and these guys as much as possible, and uh, trying to really like uh, do my own thing and keep everything unique and really not um, just you know take on other good ideas and basically just from scratch do everything uh everything fun and and uh and visually interesting as well so i think that's that's a big part of the success there um yeah cool so with the yeah obviously you're coming from a battle frog background are there rigs or like what what kind of difficulty level are we talking for the you know the northman elite yeah. wave um yeah, so basically, um, uh, Battlefrog was interesting because we had, uh, as you, you know, like all those really big rigs and um, a number of, uh, of uh, pieces we could put in them. So we had to figure out ways to, to make uh, easier uh, middle and hard lanes. Uh, so there's a part of it which uh, I kept, which I, I liked with different levels. Um, so basically for the morning or the Saturday, the open people, they, they get to do a like easier version of everything and everything that's changeable basically, which is, uh, mainly a, a few, uh, rig type obstacles, um, that, that are easy to change. And then, and then for the, uh, the competitive people, the ones that are timed and racing for age groups and, and, uh, elites, um, they have, they have two different, uh, ways to do it. So they, there's the normal way, which is harder than the open, but still uh, totally doable, challenging, but doable, which if they do, they do. And then 
that's they keep going. If they can do that, then they need to retry it. Obviously, it's uh, mandatory. And then there's an extreme lane, a timber lane, we call it. So uh, anyone that wants to try it, um, that is in the competitive wave, uh, as one try on it. But if they can do it, then they get a, a um, we say a, a wood cord. Um, but it, yeah, it's just a, the name for it. It's like a bracelet that they, they get to 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 uh, to take with them. We take the numbers, and then at the end, um, they they get credits. Uh, so instead of penalties, if they do uh, like really hard obstacles, uh, which I try to have uh, at, uh, th- at least three of those credit obstacles, so always one that's uh, based on agility, so um, like a really uh, extremely hard rig type, uh, which is basically 5% maybe if the people that really are going to be able to do it, and then they, they're going to get a credit if they can do it, and then uh, um, uh, strength, um uh, based off, uh, obstacle that's uh, like a horse or something that's like really really heavy so that you know small guys won't there, there's no way a, a, like a super strong runner will be able to do it but that big buff guy might be able to do it and then get get a credit there so um, you can get this one and then uh, a, a speedy more like speedy type one so it's all based on you know a little bit like um We'll see how we're chance we're, we're in the teams. You have uh, d- those different levels of agility, speed, and strength. Uh, so we have that as well. But really, um, the, each part of these segments is really timed by its own, and we have winners for every part of those. So uh, there's always like a super fast guy that uh, somehow is not necessarily going to win the whole thing, but he, he might win his, his prize, uh, which uh, in that case is like a – a full gallon of maple syrup, so people are <laughs> actually fighting really hard for this for this one, and uh, that's usually an extremely strong runner that's going to win this one because there's not uh, there's not a lot of uh, hard obstacles or you know everything is super fast in that segment of the race, and uh, so you really have an overall uh, of of only that segment and then the overall of a str- uh, strength segment. Uh, which is like more really uh, heavier type obstacles and and really strong uh, muscle strength and all that and then the 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 last one is obviously the agility which which is a, a lot more um, balance and and agility type obstacles so there's really three winners for those and then the overall winner and all the age groupers that are uh, so we're trying to give as much uh, as much uh, uh, bling as possible to uh, to the, the, the those guys because we know OCR peeps likes the the bling so yeah that's part of it yeah cool so wait so so if I do the elite or whatever the uh, the timber lane right and yeah. I get a credit like does that reduce my overall time or it just makes me eligible for the uh, like the bonus prizing no it really uh, get, uh, gets you your uh, bon- your uh, your overall time will if if the credit is a minute. Then at the end you give your your bracelet and we take off a minute uh, okay. on your overall time. So you might come in third and then you have two bracelet. You give them and you might uh, be first after that, uh, which actually happened this year. We had a uh, every single race for men at least. Every single race had different winners for for different of those uh, segments. And uh, in uh, one of the three, the first place uh, really changed. Like the the guy that was in fourth came in first because he, he was able to, to, to get enough credits. 
So, um, so that was interesting. Same for the, for the women. There was even more change up in the, in the rankings from, uh, from, from the credits, which is different than from penalties. So that's, um, that's a little bit of, um, what, what, uh, I wanted to bring into, into that, you know, like you do have to do all the obstacles. All the obstacles are doable, but if you're really good at something specific, like you're really, really strong and then you, you never get anything special for it or you're really, like your freaking ninja, then you're you're gonna get a credit for it. So you can really uh, win something else, and then you can even like uh, reduce your time if by by doing that uh, that extreme lane and and have a you know have fun doing it as well. So that's a pretty cool concept. I like it. It kind of reminds me of uh, obviously a lot longer, but cycling you know has the climbers jersey and the sprinters jersey, and then the overall that, jersey. That's so, actually where it's from as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so it's all little things like that that you know doing a lot of multi sports we're Claude and I we've always been you know um loving sports in general and uh every time we had a cha- a challenge of any sport we're like you know what we're 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 going to give it a go and um our I guess our ski uh, background helped a lot cuz we we uh we we got a lot of training in into like a a sport that's not super specific in a way um but uh yeah there's little things like that that i i thought was cool into all these different sports and figured why why not bring it to to uh, obstacle racing so um so yeah this one's pretty much where it's from mm-hmm. and cool. we have bibs as well like yellow bib and all that from from the 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 points leader and and uh and all that so all the all these guys get bibs with numbers and then the top guy get get uh, get to to run with the yellow bib uh, the next race so that's fun as well that is cool so you, you got me all excited already for the northman race so yeah. have you released your 2018 schedule yet or have you yeah do you know how many yeah, events you're gonna do? yeah part of it i uh, i guess uh there's uh we're working on uh as, like as what right now i don't know when that's coming uh but it's probably going to be out um in a few days so um we're working on a, a, a different layer now uh with northman uh, we're gonna have uh, the trail race again because that trail race went like really well. We had like 1,400 people or so, um, and uh, and then we're gonna do two, at least two uh, obstacle race. Um, so the two same ones we had this year, the first and the last one uh, in Quebec and near Montreal, and uh, and the, at the last race last year, we actually something that you might be even more excited about is uh, is the the marathon part, uh, uh, Nordman Marathon. Or uh, North Manhattan, like uh, Claude likes to call it, <laughs> and uh, that was basically a challenge that uh, I really wanted to, to throw in the uh, Northman race from the start. But um, it didn't make sense right off the bat because it's it's super uh, niche and like it doesn't draw like the masses basically. But um, but we were able to try it at, at our uh, fourth event this year, and uh, it was it was a su- total success. It went it went super well, and uh, so it, it was basically a challenge, a multi lap type but um a little bit of you know um bfx uh you know toughest or t- uh, worst toughest and uh, these kind of, these kind of, like mixed up together with a little bit of survivor run type stuff uh so basically you you'd run on both both um of the course the 6k and the 8k course so you can have two little bit different courses uh with different obstacle types and stuff and uh and every lap you do you had a different challenge to do so um uh and really based off the 
old school logging uh, industry. So, um, so people totally loved it, and they uh, they actually ran the whole race with a with a hatchet as well. So that was part of the part of the first one. I'm not sure I'm gonna uh, how we're gonna do it next year, but um, but uh, but we're definitely gonna do that uh, challenge. And uh, we only had one guy, Sebastian Dion, which is a ultra racer. Um, which was able to actually uh, complete the marathon, like do enough laps to, to get the, all everything he had, he had to get because he had to get all the challenges um, per laps plus get the distance. Um, and he, he was the only guy who uh, was able to do it. So he got uh, the, the, the super big uh, double bit axe that was uh, at the gaff this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was one where all the, um, the, the, the lost uh, uh, rubber bands we're on. Uh, that's uh, that's his. I guess that's his trophy for uh, for uh, being able to, to to get the challenge in the in the time that was uh, allowed. So that was that was really fun, and that's really. Uh, I'm a big fan of you know longer stuff, and uh, as you know it, and uh, like you, I guess maybe not as much as you, but <laughs> totally like uh, I like that kind of stuff. And uh, this was really uh, the uh, the way that I would like to race it. I I hope one day maybe I I'll get to do it, but I doubt it very much. <laughs> But that that would be the, the 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 one way I'd like to do an ultra race is uh, kind of the way I'm trying to put it out there. Yeah. So when you say the guys were running with an axe, like they're running with an an actual axe or like the plastic ones you had at uh, World's Toughest Mudder? No, an actual hatchet. But um, that was a test. Like I said, uh, it's probably not going to be uh, working out this year. But um, oh, okay. Yeah, that that first one was uh, basically um, a test. So I invited. Um, some people to do it of different levels. So we had two ultra, like extreme ultra people. Um, Hélène Dumais, you might know her. Uh, she's pretty. Uh, she's doing all the, those crazy, like uh, those crazy uh, 888 kilometers stuff, and like all those uh, uh, Fuego de Agua and Survivor Runs, and all that. And and Sebastian Jones, same same type of athlete. And then uh, we had you know more normal ultra guys that do a lot of ultra but like not really necessarily for winning or anything and then we had um guys that are, were more in the normal i guess uh type of people to really get a, a feeling of uh of what everything everyone thought about it, the event and the way i i i throwed everything at them and uh all the levels of athletes we had totally totally fell in love with it because uh you can basically do whatever you can and then uh, you know, you, you, you stop when you have to stop or you, you just like keep on going until you, you can't basically until you, you, you don't meet the timeline. So, um, so that was super interesting, but this was a really a, a test, um, that, that I was doing. So these guys didn't pay for it or, um, you know, I, uh, so that we didn't get in trouble or anything, but they wanted to carry their axe. So it was all, you know what, why not? But, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, you you invited me to that event, and I was I had another one. I had another race that weekend, yeah. and then I ended up having to work that weekend, so I couldn't go to either. So, <laughs> so I was a little upset I couldn't make it up, but no, it definitely yeah. sounded like a cool, definitely a cool event. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's cool, and that other layer I'm talking about is kind of in that direction, but more um, with trainings towards this. So really um, putting people initiation you know like into an initiation of really uh extreme sports and uh for this this layer uh this time like before the first northman race in in quebec in may 
Um, we will have four events um, that people will learn skills, uh, skill sets, like to, to kind of, you know, climb high uh, mountains with a, our, one of our ambassadors is going to, he, he did Everest a couple times, two times, I guess, and uh, all the other uh, big mountains, and he's, he's going to do K2 uh, or attempt it in June. So he's, uh, he's with us with this and um, showing uh, skills like uh, high mountain skills and survival skills and all that uh, towards training and uh, putting people into getting uh, elevation gain at every of those training and trying so that people can try to actually uh, get, you know, 8,861 meters uh, of gain, which is what, like uh, 25,000, like it's K2, so the, the almost as high as Everest, but a lot more dangerous. So um, that's going to be, that's going to be fun. Like I can't wait to do that. And we're going to tent up, uh, put a, like a camping up, uh, on mountains this winter, so uh, in the in the cold Canada winter, so uh, that's going to be super fun. But like really, really uh, for a small, really small group of people that are crazy about crazy stuff. So uh, so this is a different layer, definitely a different different than obstacle race. But it's uh, in a way it's, the essence is kind of the same, going back to the roots and uh, and you know like uh, enjoying uh, learning how, how to do challenges and stuff. So. I'm definitely really excited about that. <clears throat> yeah, no, it sounds like you're making a lot of smart moves. You know, I know with OCR, it's hard to get people, you know, if they're not already part of OCR, it may be hard to get people in. And having a trail race and some of these other challenges, I feel like brings in new crowds. And then you can just, you know, point them towards OCR or point them towards your other events. Yeah, so I exactly. I think that's a smart, uh, like a diversifying move. Yeah, yeah. So with... With being a you know race owner slash director, um, what would you say? What were the I would say the unexpected challenges directing before as, as part of Battle Frog, and you you said like, yeah. when you when you took over and started your own series, what was kind of the you know what was kind of the big shocker or uh, something you maybe thought was going to be easier and it was harder or harder and easier and vice versa. So. Um, the I guess. Uh... I'm I'm definitely embracing it. I think you have to um, because uh, event uh, like anything into the event industry is is going to be hard. Uh, it's usually uh, like super big rushes, and then uh, it's more chill. But it's still um, every time there's an event, it's, uh, the, the stress for me that the stress is the the, the main thing. Uh, it's really stressful, like to to get events like some events. Um, I did this year at like uh, almost 4,000 people's uh, people, so um, doing obstacles that you know you you basically gave a thumb, thumbs up for this obstacle, and you're the one who designed the course and make people go into you know on the ground and like in the water and across the lake and all that, and it's uh, you kind of have to to have uh, uh, we say in French uh, a wide uh, shoulders. Because uh, basically everything's kind of, especially for for Nordman, like the uh, this this was not my idea, I guess, to really really put my face on the logo and like the, <laughs> the nickname I had. Like I, I was not gonna go for it, but uh, we figured, you know what? Like it's gonna be there's gonna be only one chance ever, so whatever. And for marketing, they they thought it was so fun that they had they had to do it. But but at the same time, it's like a double bit edge, you know, because it's 
it puts me on the spot really, really all the time. Like I need to be um, like perfect every way because uh, if something happens, then I know it's not like, you know, 100% my fault, but it's still, um, it puts me on the spot like a lot more than when you're just like part of a company. It's like everyone thinks I'm doing everything, which is not the case. Like we're a, a team and everybody does like a wonderful job, but it's still, uh, the biggest challenge for me is, is actually this, like putting the hours, uh, is I'm totally fine with it. I, I embraced it and I'm, I put it in kind of my, um, training regiment, which I don't have anymore, but, uh, <laughs> I know when I'm doing a race and this year I did with, with, I directed, uh, four companies for, for this event company I work for. And, uh, definitely Nordman race was the hardest, uh, just because it's, it's my baby. So I, I, I do not count the hours, um, but every every single every single race I work with, uh, I know it's like it's gonna be a, a hell like for two weeks of you know a nonstop day and night and really not sleeping much and just like on my feet all the time and on hills or dealing with uh, weird people like we're sometimes the owners are are not easy to work with or you know all the little things that happens that you don't really control um but it's it's fun i mean man i wouldn't i wouldn't change that for the world i know it and, and i know for a fact that it's it's a really uh changing business so uh everything switches on a dime like uh every every month like there's new stuff there's stuff that dies and and ocr here that and that's why that's the main reason why i didn't want to only do ocr is that uh there's so many uh obstacle races out here like on the northeast, like in the, the French part of Canada, it's it's there's too much, too much, and and there's so many races that the the every race company is working like with their heart out. It, they're just working so hard to impress everyone. That's that's bringing the quality to just a different level. Like all these small races are super high quality, but at the same time, it like everyone's just more and more. Um, difficult on uh on uh, the race they want to do and um and then there's you know there's new races here and there and there's races that dies every year so we're really trying to do our best uh every everyone but i think with bringing uh, like a lot of really new things um these guys get you know they, they get to try different things and they it, it makes a lot more people happy and to me it's it's fun too to really change the crowd uh, to go to a, a trail crowd or a you know mountain crowd, which is kind of the same people, but not really. And then you do some marathon stuff or some ultra stuff, and then you get a totally different crowd. Is communities are are, are more or less the same, but it's it's really refreshing to to switch up uh, from from uh, one to another every once in a while. So so yeah, but it's it's all fun. It's all fun. <laughs> cool. Well, I, I love that your face is the logo. I think it's great. I think. Yeah. You have the athletic resume and the personality and the you know the competence to back that up. So I think it works well, out well in this instance. So I'm yeah. a fan. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So speaking of your athletic resume, uh, let's talk a little bit more about you, the athlete. So uh, a couple years ago, you were on the Battle Frog Pro Team. Now, yep. I remember seeing a post online somewhere, and you got to confirm if this is true, and then if it is true, we need to talk about it, that Battlefrog was going to do a reality TV show with the pro team. Is that true? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, uh, yeah, well, that was uh, actually uh, 
quite interesting, but uh, it never went anywhere. Just because um, it's funny because the the I think the the uh, overestimated high um, level athletes <laughs> in a way, like because uh, they were gonna do something, or I guess they did. Like we we spent a couple days uh, or a week. I can't remember how many uh, how many days in uh, in Arizona in Phoenix, yeah, in Arizona uh, to film like that reality tv thing and uh they said they, they didn't want to call it a reality tv show um can't remember the name they used but like a social experiment or whatever and um but we we joked so many times in biathlon we joked so many times about that about you know it'd be so funny if a reality tv crew came here and and filmed us because we're so boring <laughs> and uh and uh, they didn't want to believe it and we're like you can do much with us like some of us like hunter or you know these guys they're 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 made for that but um but most most athletes that i know anyways are not tv uh uh, uh material basically so it was really it was me me claude um ryan and lizzie and uh and corina and uh coach Payne and beard and sarah watson um another guy uh from a, another sport but um but it i don't know it i guess they did the show they they did the 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 preview or something they presented it to to um tv company and they, it never went anywhere obviously i mean <laughs> i i know for a fact i'm not like i i'm a, i'm okay but i'm not i'm not going to make drama they were really trying hard to put drama into <laughs> it but it's not going to happen and same for Ryan and Lindsay and Claude and uh, I think Karina was uh was their probably their favorite cuz she's so uh all over the place but um uh for the others uh, yeah we had our doubts and obviously didn't go anywhere so we were actually happy about it cuz we we didn't want to see it <laughs> <laughs> yeah well so. i think i think you hit it on the head it's really hard for athletes because like you said there's i mean you you eat you train you got like I go to bed early. You know, there's not much. Yeah. <laughs> there's not yeah. much exciting. There's not much drama. Like I feel like my home life is very stable. I'm not getting yeah. in fights with my wife. Um, exactly. Uh, you know, nothing happens. Like nothing happens. We, we're like and things that get us excited is like oh like ah oh, Salman got a new pair of shoes like and we're so happy <laughs> and it's like uh, okay uh, like you guys all right you guys we're gonna take a a drink together and we're like yeah none of us really drinks much and like, yeah. oh, and like they no they they couldn't uh get much out of us so um so yeah <laughs> it's uh it's good though like we didn't we didn't like it very much to be honest and and they actually put it put us on uh in a corner in a way like they they said uh, all right we're we're gonna send you guys to arizona to that uh that football football uh thing and we ended up going there and not for the football thing at all. Like it, we got there and they're like, yeah, we're going to do some, some shots, like some videos and stuff and some interviews to, you know, sell Battlefrog. But it ended up being that, that TV show thing. And, um, so we're all like, uh, we didn't know what to do with it. And yeah, it was, it was weird. Um, but yeah, let's not do it again. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like to get a larger mass appeal in concept, it's like a really good idea because people, People love reality TV shows, and I don't understand why. Because I watch them, and I'm like, I'm disgusted with the people that are on TV. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, just like we kind of talked about with so much drama and unnecessary problems. 
But I also think like that's a good way to draw in more mass appeal. I think, you know, I think I think we need someone like Hunter to have his own TV show, and maybe a couple of the other kind of characters we have in OCR. Yeah. Oh yeah. You'd have to really film it over like a year, and really kind of pick and choose because, uh, like we said, this it's mostly training, sleeping, and eating. Yeah. Um, And usually in individual sports, where you when you're down, like the last thing you want to have is a freaking camera in your face. Like you're you're so pissed at yourself. And we're most of us, anyways. Most of the the guys that I knew uh, very well in, in biathlon, like at, at on the World Cup level, is uh, we're really into our own little head, and we we you know we don't um, exteriorize very much uh, our emotions. Usually, like some of us do, but. Uh, most of us were just like a big sponge and like we're we take it in and we move on to the next one and um and biathlon was hard for that because it's because of the shooting there's 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 a lot of ups and downs like it's it's really rare that it goes well like on skiing and on shooting so there was there was a lot of you know uh bad races all the time so we learned to to take it in and just you know eat it and then and then keep training and keep looking for the perfect race and uh, I think OCR is kind of like that with all the obstacles. Like, it's really rare that you get a perfect race that everyone, every everything goes on, onto plan. And then when you're really happy about it, you're so so um, uh, used to kind of t- taking taking into yourself and uh, with your teammates that are you know there's usually there's when your race is perfect and biathlon like the teammates their race is not perfect, so you don't want to you know. Like go on that roofs and be like so happy, and everyone else is like down. So it's it's a weird kind of thing, and uh, it makes for weird characters as well. Like everyone's just like you know living day by day, and so I I yeah I I wouldn't have I would never have imagined uh, being in the into one of those shows because yeah, same thing we we don't even own a TV here, so um, we have no idea what's going on. But we see like those those videos on on Facebook of you know reality TV shows, and we're like. Can't believe like people look at that and then, and then when we were invited and or invited, I guess we were putting to that to one and we're like, oh man, that's not gonna go well. So, but that like you said, that that would be in a way interesting to see um, for us. But I'm not sure that uh, the random guy that that finishes working and sits on his couch to look at a bunch of like super athletes. <laughs> uh, putting their legs up at the, at the hotel room and just chatting about sports and shoes and the new new skis. I don't think that's really exciting for the common people. So probably when the why uh, we we don't see much of those. Yeah, I'll have to I'll have to mull that idea over for a little while and and think of a solution there to get more yeah. mass appeal. Yeah, yeah. So with with all your Northman stuff going on. Uh, are you still racing and you know kind of what what can we expect to see from you in 2018 as as an athlete not from not yeah. from the company oh man i this year was uh was hard for that uh the good thing with battlefrog was uh i was still uh you know kind of kind of i guess paid for uh to be an athlete and um i, I wasn't as good as ryan to say no so oh. i really really wanted to you know, switch it up to that job. And uh, I think it was more into, uh, obviously, uh, performing uh, since he had a lot more years, uh, to go, I guess, than me. But, um, so I kind of, with Battlefront, I kind of went like, you know, 
I'll do two in a row. I don't, I don't care. I don't mind too much. Like, um, so work for a, a full month without really uh, actually training. Um, but then I, I made sure I, I raced a lot. So I, uh, so I had my training in, into races and that's actually w- when I started doing the Battlefrog uh, extremes, uh, extreme races because, uh, I couldn't train very much. So I, I figured uh, that would be better. And that's the only way they would let me race those races because they really wanted us to race the elite races. Um, but then when I was working a lot, I, I figured, uh, I could do that and that would be better for my training, which, which is, it was a lot. And, uh, this year I kind of tried that. Um, but there's no, uh, there's not a lot of, uh, uh, multi-laps or longer races out here. And I was, uh, I was going to do, uh, a couple of, uh, ultra beast. Um, but it just didn't, it just never happened. Uh, and then, uh, I did two, uh, I did a stage race, a trail race that on three days, um, which is uh, over 140 kilometers or something like really, really beautiful race. But, uh, I, uh, I sprained my ankle on the second stage, uh, second day. So, uh, that, that was, that was too bad. And then, uh, I did a couple more of, uh, longer races for trail running, which was e- easier in my schedule. Um, and then, yeah, I, I obviously uh, designed uh, all these races. Uh, this year was pretty crazy. I did 13, I think, um, 12 or 13 uh, races uh, only in the summer. So, uh, so that that got me to walk a lot um, and jog when I could. But uh, it's mostly walking and uh, you know uh, putting stakes down and 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 tape and and uh, arrows and you know all that fun stuff. So, which is actually good. I love that. Like I love just walking in the woods and opening trails and, you know, cutting branches and stuff. But it's not, it's really bad for training because I just, I, I don't do any strength or, um, or, a, um, a speed or anything. So it's, it's really, I spend a lot of time on, on my feet, uh, which is, which is really better than, 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 uh, sitting, I guess. But, uh, yeah, so I feel like I got, I got pretty slow. Um, but somehow I, in those races, I, I felt really good. I think I was super hungry every time I, I did a race for the couple ones I did this year. And, uh, but next year I think it's going to be a lot easier in a way, uh, cause I'm going to focus more, more on, uh, on, uh, Northman. Uh, so normally I'm supposed to do only, uh, anything Northman and, and, uh, and another one, uh, prison break that's called. Um, and the races we have planned so far would be seven of those. Um, at seven places we've been already. So we've done a race there already. Uh, I know, like, I, I designed, like, those seven races this year where we're going to go next year. Um, so normally, instead of putting 140 hours on a, on a, on a course, I'm going to probably be able to put, like, 70 or something. So even less something sometimes. Um, so that should be a lot easier for me to, to pick and choose a couple more races that I want to do. Um, but yeah, like I was able to do a toughest in Whistler, but that was a lot, last minute thing as well. Cause I had that weekend and I figured, nah, screw that. I'll take points, uh, for airplane, air, uh, aeroplane. So, um, flight plan uh, points and I'll, I'll just get myself to that toughest, uh, Whistler, uh, which same thing. I, I freaking did something wrong with my hip, uh, right off the bat, like at five minutes from the start. So, uh, it just ended up not being super good, but, um, but that was fun. Like, this is, this is really, uh, that toughest race, uh, that's, that's an idea I really like. That's why 
that uh, Northman Marathon is kind of, you know, like a seven-hour-ish thing. And for me, it seems like eight to ten hours is good, like under 100 kilometer uh, um, is always uh, plays to my to my uh, strength. Um, and I don't get hurt too bad from it. I can, you know, do something after that. So I'm going to try to do a couple more of those. Obviously, uh, a couple of skiing races this winter and uh, some winter stuff uh, as much as I can. But yeah, I'm 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 trying not to um, plan for too much racing, and uh, and then you know if I can, if I know for a fact that I'll be having you know a week or uh, weekend off, and and there's something interesting, then I'll try to do that. But I'll definitely try to do some toughest some of those toughest races. I I love that that uh, that whole idea of racing in the night for eight hours. And that's cool. That's really cool for me. So. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's a good distance. I like uh, again as an ultra athlete. I like the eight-hour distance. The the twenty-four-hour distance just obliterates my body, you know. And I, I just need a yeah. lot of you need a lot of recovery time. I, eight hours, you need a I mean, decent amount of recovery time too. But yeah, yeah, it's um, it feels like magnitudes of order different. Difference oh yeah. Between the oh two. yeah. Yeah. So last question, I know I've seen you know you, you got there was a Northman team at World Toughest Motor or or at Canada yep. National Relay Team, and yep. I know I've seen some Northman jerseys at OCR World Championships. So, do yep. you guys have a you guys have a team, and if so, kind of who's on it, and kind of what's their background, real quick? Yeah, yeah, we. Uh, one of the things I, w- I wanted to have is uh, some a uh, couple guys that uh, on uh, on what feels what would feel like a team. Um, one of the perks of, uh, of of training all those years. Uh, for a you know federated sport on a national team and provincial team and all that uh, was always to have those you know teammates um, in it always together with them and you know doing training camps and uh, talking about training stuff and getting better all, all together and uh, that's something we've kind of had with Bowerfrog and yes and no like it's it was more you know taking the plane on the Friday and then racing Saturday and then leaving. So we spent like a couple hours together. Um, we got, we got a lot closer, like Karina, Ryan, Lindsay and, uh, and Claude and I, but never the same. It was never the same as back when, you know, I was, I would spend weeks with uh, the same people and really get to know them really well. Um, so I was trying to really build something that meant something for these guys and, uh, and not focusing necessarily on, you know, superstars, um, so, uh, so more towards genuine, you know, people that really wanted to, to do something for, for the, 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 the right reasons in a way, like, uh, which I mean, there's a lot of them, but, uh, there's a couple of, uh, of guys that I, I knew better or some of them that I didn't know very well, but I heard good things about them. So I kind of, you know, uh, put together a plan that makes sense, made sense for, um, uh, more a bonus plan so that, you know, uh, you get to be kind of an ambassador, but with bonuses. So, uh, you'd be really part of a team. And then, uh, from there, if you, if you, uh, wanted to, you know, um, work, uh, put some work, uh, with us as well as just racing, uh, which, which is basically the, that what I did, like I was, I was always racing and then I got offered a job because I kind of asked for it in a way. Um, and that brought me to maybe a career, right? So I'm, 
I was trying to figure out, you know, a way to, to get these athletes involved into the process of uh, building a event and uh, rules and all that. So uh, and and pay them for that for uh, for working uh, onto the concepts and the, the, the designs of the courses and building of the uh, obstacles and and I think uh, for most of them uh, the the uh, they, they really got into it and they really liked it and and uh, some of them I think even uh, even you know fell. Uh, f- uh, found a new uh, a new love for for uh, for sports just because they they kind of knew but they they didn't know like right like everyone that's doing all those events they uh, they kind of know um, how hard it is to put up events but they don't really know until you you know you you are actually part of it uh, so so by putting those ape athletes onto the crew if if uh, if we can call it like that, they uh, they get a diff- like a really uh, appreciate appreciation of the whole process, and then they they get to go out there and 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 uh, uh, let that love uh, flow to every through everyone. So it's I think it, this was a success, and they uh, they loved it. So um, so yeah, the athletes you saw, you probably saw most of them at some of the event the events. They're pretty obvious with the the, the plaid shirts and and team shirts and stuff. So, uh, so Ben, and it's all, it's all guys like the four guys are from, we're, we all live to like really close. We're almost neighbors, like from one kilometer away. Um, two guys are more, um, uh, the one is a veteran, one is a musician, but like a super, super nice guy and like really good OCR racer. And, uh, one is, uh, still military and a little bit better known, I guess, uh, Benjamin Marin Boucher. Um, Claude is, is, she's injured, I guess, but, uh, she's definitely, uh, a big, uh, a big ambassador for us. Um, and then the three other girls, uh, are from more, more, uh, Montreal, but they're, they're really, like, they're, they're always gonna do, you know, some podium at every, uh, level of regular races. And they did a few podium at Savage races, uh, actually that the toughest, uh, the first, uh, tougher, mother uh and one of our girls uh went there and and she won it so um so i mean like this they they, they uh basically like i i like to say i'm i'm not i'm not um getting them on the team because they win but m- more because they smile um and that's the case for all of them and it feels like they all they all had a, a really special year and they all perform all perf- performed their past results this year um, because they felt like they were on a team, but there was never any pressure on them. It was, it was always, you know, uh, the first thing I want from them is to, to get them involved. And if, if they want to put more time into their training and whatever, then that's good. And then if they do perform better, then they get extra bonuses for, from it. But it's, uh, it's not about performance. It's more about, you know, the, the feeling of, uh, mutual respect and, Loving the, the the whole industry and the whole event industry and and uh, and smiling basically so so uh, so yeah hey, that's that's more uh, what it looks like for the team I guess for this year. Cool. Well, uh, love the concept, uh, sound. A lot of the things you said echo the Conquer the Gauntlet team. So obviously, I'm, I'm yeah. a big fan of that. Awesome. Um, yeah. So uh, I think that about wraps it up for us. Before we go, uh, where can one is uh is the Northman website in English yet? Because last time I checked, it was all French. Yeah, uh, it, it always was, but uh, I guess that we're, we're uh, redoing everything because the there was a little button on the right 
top right corner, um, which was not very obvious. But uh, I guess we're redoing all the websites uh, of all those uh, races right now. Uh, we're uh, doing that like uh, for the full month. Um, so yeah, everything is going to be uh, bilingual, and even some of it is going to be there's going to be Spanish, I guess, in it as well. So trilingual for uh, to get more international, I guess. But um, but yeah, so uh, at NordmanRace.com um, or you know Google or Facebook or whatever, we're uh, we're easy to find. Most most of it is French, as you said, like uh, especially on Facebook and stuff. But um, we're uh, we're trying to to bring that as as much as we can as a, a bilingual since we're we're trying to expand uh, uh, soon sooner than later. So so yeah, you can find us uh, anywhere on Facebook or on the website and uh, find the events and. Uh, and uh, all the excitement about it. <laughs> cool. And then uh, any final shout-outs you want to give to family, friends, sponsors, uh, et cetera? Yeah, no. I, yeah, no. I, I, I kind of want to buy some of those uh, uh, some of those uh, the, the, the shoes you were talking about. That... <laughs> yeah, yeah, the UFOs. Yeah, they're, UFOs, yeah, yeah, they're yeah, pretty yeah, good. Yeah. I, I'm, a big, I'm a big fan. Yeah. Yeah, no, I uh, I like that. I have the Salomon, like I have a I deal with Salomon, but uh, everything is good. Like I I like their stuff, but um, yeah, no, it's it's all good. <laughs> right on. Well, uh, Marco, thanks for coming on the show. Uh, personal thank you for me. It's weird to be involved in a sport, but also have also be like fans, and then at the same time, you know, be friends, and then also be fans of some of the athletes. So I don't know. I don't know if I've ever actually like ranked my favorite OCR athletes, but I think you're at the top one because of your oh. um, again your ability to perform super well both at kind of short and long distances, which I I obviously respect a lot. Um, two, you know, going to so many Battle Frog races, and I always see you on the elite uh, podium, but like always on the second step because Ryan was always there. Yeah. So I th- yeah. I, th- oh, yeah. I feel like I empathize <laughs> with that a lot because I feel like I've gotten a lot of seconds and thirds and be like, oh, yeah. so close, so close. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then my other favorite thing about you is I don't want to get in- down this topic because we just released a like a fairly long podcast about it. But uh, whenever you know doping comes up on Facebook and I start scrolling yeah. through the results, you're one of the uh, pros or elites that's outspoken against it. So. Yeah, you know, yeah. A personal thank you from me, and I think that's that's an important tone to set, especially coming from you know the top athletes in our sport. So, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, we're uh, we're working on it on this uh, on a different aspect that I think could work a uh, like a lot better. So, well, that's it for a different talk, but um, yeah, to kind of educate people about it before trying to catch them, and uh, it seemed to work really well in Canada for different sports. So. Yeah, so another topic for another day, but that's definitely uh, a really important uh, step for me for personal reasons. <laughs> yeah, well, again, yeah, well, thanks again, Marco. Uh, it's been a pleasure having you on. And if you ever have any big news in the future, definitely hit me up, and we'll we'll pull you back on and uh, discuss it on awesome. air again. All right, awesome, Evan. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>